0: We can, we can strive. We can, we can serve the Lord. Uh, and it takes, like we heard earlier in the, in the Sunday school service, it, it takes, sometimes it takes another brother or sister. God uses it to get things across to us because we just don't get it. We can listen to the Lord. He will, he will direct us with his Holy Spirit. But sometimes we're just a little stubborn. And, and we're not exempt from it. So, praise the Lord. Uh, the message today, I would. Uh, let's, let's just pray again and ask the Lord for wisdom. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Thank you for your people here, Father. They are your people. And Father, they have asked me to share. And Lord, I ask that you will anoint my lips that I may share your word. And your word, either. not my thoughts, not my what I think should be, but what you want for this body. Father, we ask again that you will anoint us today, that we can walk out here and say, thank you, Lord. You've been here. You are here. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, praise the Lord. We we need to give him honor and glory, because if it wouldn't be for him, we wouldn't be here. I'm going I'm to read some scripture. I wrote it all so I don't have to go through. I'm going to read them instead of, as I go through the message, bring them out. I'm just going to read them all. And the title of the message, if there is a title, I would title it, uh, the, the Believer's Position and Promise. As a believer, the position that we have and the promises. <clears throat> the scripture, uh, I'm going to read down through but. 2 Corinthians 5, 517. And by the way, I'm not a man with a high education. I grew up Amish, and my speech is a little pohuttle sometimes. But that's not going to stop me from sharing the word of God. Because there is life. That is where life is. So praise the Lord. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Ephesians 1, 20, 22. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. For above all principalities and powers and that is a big thing. The spirit realm. <clears throat> there are so many people that are that are in darkness because of the spirit world uh, realm. But when we understand these scriptures and we let the Holy Spirit teach us, we have someone that has overcome that. It's Jesus Christ. He said, for above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. Hallelujah. And every name that is named, not only in the world, but also in that which is to come. Praise the Lord. It's, and has put all things under his feet. Ephesians 2.6 And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Luke 10.19 I give unto you power over all power of the enemy. We sometimes back off because we are scared of the enemy. Only because we don't understand the power that Jesus gave us. The power we have to overcome. Now I know the devil can scare you, but we, there is no need to be. Because he said in Luke 10, 19, I give you power over all power of the enemy. Now I know there's a lot of people that read the scripture and say, but that's not that's not me. <clears throat> I want to try to make it clear today that is you, it's every one of us sitting in here. It's not just for back in the day or who, it's for every one of us. He will give every one of us power over the enemy. It doesn't mean we don't go through things, but he is there that walketh. Matthew 28, 18-20, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth, and lo, I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world, Romans 16, 20, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. So, praise the Lord. Now, as we we go in the message here... um, Even though we go through this message, let's remember what a Christian is. The word Christian has been so abused in today's church. I had a message not, not long ago on that. I won't go into that. I'll go into that a little bit. I drive truck, and I go up above Reading, and there's this big billboard. That was not in the message, but it's coming out, so and it said i am a christian so when we see that we think okay there is something there is someone that is my brother or sister because what is a christian when you when you search that back the word christian came from christ like that is real meat there it cannot be watered down like the word christian we can call ourselves Christians, but that means we are Christ-like. So this line said, I'm a, I'm a Christian, and the first thing I think, i like, wow, okay. The second line read, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Republican. So I grew up this little Amish boy. I never heard of politics, but I've learned Republicans, there's a little more their uh, values are based a little more on on the scripture. Maybe there's, you know, there's, give or take, but... Then the next man line said, I am for Joe Biden. And then I'm thinking, okay, I am a Christian, I am a Republican, I am for Joe Biden. For well, what I've learned, what he supports is not Christ-like. I'm not condemning the man. I pray for the man. But we cannot support murder and say, I am Christ-like. So, Let's remember that throughout the message today, what a Christian is. He is someone who is Christ-like. And I don't know how we can water it down so much, but it has been watered down throughout so many churches that it's it's not what it's supposed to be. To begin this message on the Almighty Blood of Jesus, and, and remember, we're talking about the the authority we have and the the power we have. We want to first of all set our position all along the way. This process of life is working in us. Bringing us into the image of Christ. In the process of of sanctification, God is going to deal with us very much. Can you guys hear me? I'm going to to turn this over. You okay? You can hear in the back. Yeah. And the process of life is working in us, bringing us into the image of God. in this process of sanctification, God is going to deal with us very much. <clears throat> and we talk about the Holy Spirit, and, and, and that, is, that is awesome. But when the Holy Spirit deals with us, he's going to find things within us that need to be taken care of. Everyone, says, we are not exempt. God is going to be dealing with things in our life that are not pleasing to him. So if he does find something that's not pleasing to him, he is a, a, a loving God. He will he will deal with us. He will he will review it. We are going to face the wilderness of our own heart. <clears throat> now we might say we don't have a wilderness of our own heart, but I tell you what, we are human. But yet by being filled with the Holy Spirit, it's only His righteousness that we have. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. But by having His Spirit within us, and we'll get to, we'll get to that a little later in the message. We are made righteous through Him. God is going to bring us into the decision and place where these things are going to be revealed to us. And it is very important that you know that when God is dealing is dealing it is for your growth and an expansion in Christ. The accuser of the brother is the devil. <clears throat> the devil will come to you at that time and try to convince you that your relationship with God is broken. Does that sound familiar? Do you know so many people are depressed only because the devil is is whispering these things? The church needs to wake up because we have power over that. That We shouldn't be in bondage because Christ came to set us free. And hallelujah. He set me free indeed. I'm still human, but I'm set free, covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's only through him, it's only through the Holy Spirit that I'm up here talking to you. If it would be up to me, I'd be back there. But God asked that I follow through and I I said I would. I said I would. You know, the devil even tried it was my Lord. I'm not ashamed to say Jesus Christ is my Lord. He tried. He attempted him. He tried to tempt him. He said when when he had fasted, he said, you know, why don't you turn these stone into bread? Well, if you're hungry and you have the power to do it, yeah, why not? But this is what my Lord said. He said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. See, it's not about us. And that makes it very plain, very clear. It's not about us. It's about our Lord. It's it's about God Almighty. Now, if if there is none and willful sin in our life, we must repent. And we heard about repentance this morning. Repenting is stop doing it. Turn the other direction. It's not just saying, it's okay to say I'm sorry. It's okay to... to, to, But it's turning away. Repent means turning away. If you were heading this way, and now you repent it, you're heading this way. And you will not go back. And we'll we'll talk a little bit later about going back. However, if there isn't will for sin... uh, If there isn't, yet you are facing these difficulties and God reveals to you things in your heart, then we must never allow the experience of sanctification to cross over and touch the experience of justification. There is a difference. We must have confidence in the value of the blood. What do we have confidence in? We must have confidence in the value of the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ is what washed us whiter than snow. When Israel was getting, getting ready to leave Egypt, I don't have time to you know the story. And you think, okay, these, these people are ready to leave. They can't wait to leave. And here is what I'd like to point out in that is about being alert of the Spirit. When the Spirit of God speaks to you, when the Holy Spirit tells you something. Okay? Now we can hear. Some, some of these people were listening, some of these people were connected, and others weren't because he said, Bill and kill a lamb. Now we think we're so ready to go. Now we've got to go butcher. You follow through whatever God says. and those times, it gets us out of our comfort zone. Even today, if we follow through what God asks us to do, it will bring us out of our comfort zone. They went and they butchered the lamb. And he said, put the, put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel. that's what they did. The next thing God says means so much to me. He said, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. The firstborn of every family was to die. But He said, When I see the blood on the doorpost, I will pass over you. The death angel had no right to go in there and kill the firstborn. The protection. That the blood had for them. Is the same protection we have. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. The same protection. Hallelujah. Amen. I get excited about my Lord. He has done so much. I couldn't. For who I was. I'm, I'm not here to share my testimony. But I'm here to say one thing. You talked about healing in here. My whole side of the face was smashed in to where I couldn't bite my, my jaw together. He healed it. My wife was right there with me. It happened in the evening. I was awake to 2 o'clock. We didn't, we, we just, we prayed. And, 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 and then again, I'm not asking you, okay, don't go to the doctor. That's not what I'm saying. Please understand. I could feel it in my spirit. God is going to heal this. And there was a lot of pain. Yes, there was. But the pain was not going to tell me any different. It went to like 2 o'clock in the morning. I finally fell asleep. I don't know how long. It wasn't long. And I woke up and there was absolutely no pain. My wife was still on the bedside on her knees at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm not here to say much. Praise the Lord. I'm just saying, God is real. He, his, he heals today as well as he did. It, it's no different. But had I, we 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 did call for the elders, they came. The church we were in, they came that night. They were not there till later. And I'm just gonna have to say this: yet, the pastor came in. And there I sit on the couch with my face, and it still, it, it, did, it popped out later, but it still not popped out the whole way. And he took a good look at me, but he was going to trust the Lord, but yet was in him. And I worked with him at that time, up in Ephrater, and I said, I'll see you in the morning when he left, and I couldn't even hardly talk, but I was and he walked out. I didn't know what he thought, but the next morning I, I was at work. <laughs> He told me later, he said, he, he, he really wasn't sure, but we need to trust. And I, and I know, I don't blame him. I sometimes am at areas where I just, we need faith. But anyway, that was, I'm not sure. I shared that because we were talking about uh, healing and, let's get back to the message. Here. Then we think of the city, the city of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's take that for an example. Being connected. Lot went in there. He was in there. And I'm just going to make it short. He goes up to his son-in-law and he said, we need to get out of here. God is going to destroy this. Now remember, if we are connected with the Spirit... We will hear things like that. But what did his son in laws do? They thought he's joking. And again, if you read up the history of Lot, we sometimes want to think it's a reason because this guy was a rebel. It doesn't matter. When God gets a hold of people, he changes them. And we heard in, in Sunday school, um, you know, somebody that goes to church from... from his His or her mother's womb, is he more holy? No, he's not. According to scripture, he's not any more holier than the murderer that gets saved under the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no difference. And most of us people that sit in church all our life become a Pharisee because we are not truly connected. We think because we have been in church... Our grandparents have been in church. Everything's going to be okay. But if it's not under the blood of Christ, and if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not okay. We can. It doesn't save us to sit in a church pew. Back to Lot. <clears throat> so Abraham, he's back there praying. He said, Lord, if there's 50 people, 50 righteous in this city, will you save them? And God said, yes. For 50 righteous, I will save it." I don't know what went through Abraham's mind, but eventually he comes back and said, Lord, if there's 40 righteous, will you save it? You all know the story. It went from 30 to 20 to 10 because Abraham just wasn't sure and he wanted to make sure. He said, Lord, if there's 10 righteous, and God said, yes, if there's 10 righteous found in this city, I will save it. I will not destroy it. <clears throat> there was four found. And I guess this, this stirs up within me because of the things we see today. I deliver in Central Philly. I don't know how many of you guys know of Philadelphia. But you see, as I go in there twice a week. And when you see people that just live in sin and want nothing to do with God, you can't help to think, and, and I want to I make this clear. We are not exempt from God's judgment. The same, even Paul made it clear. He said, don't even think for once that we are exempt from, from God's judgment if, if we live a life like that. That city, they found four righteous. And they headed out. But only three made it out. Lot's wife looked back and, and turned into a pillar of salt. Now, we can take a a, a lesson from looking back. You know, from where I came from, there's a lot of good things. There are things I don't throw out. But the things that were not right, I can't look back and wish I'd be back there because it's a little bit tough up here. No, we need to focus, to uh, to look forward. Praise the Lord. In the face of Satan... And his forces, we must always remember that God has made provision for the redeemed. Hallelujah. The provision mainly is the blood of Jesus Christ. We are not to fear. Because the blood of Jesus Christ covers us. Now I'm gonna bring out a few things because we we, we could talk about superstition. Now, there's a lot we could talk about, but we're not going to talk about a lot. I just want to bring out that I grew up in in a family where there was a a lot of superstition. And to the point it brought fear in my life, and that's what it's supposed to do. Superstition is supposed to put fear in you because it's opposite of God. I was told if, when I was a little boy, I was told if I don't wash the dishes clean, especially the... the, uh, the cook where someone in the family is going to die. My mom baked bread every, every week. She cooked and baked. We were on the farm and we were not allowed to let a loaf of bread get upside down or someone in the family is going to die. Listen, that brings fear to a little five-year-old. And I know the pain and I know the fear. <clears throat> but I'm delivered from that. I know that is not true. And I just so barely believed it. But yet, I felt bad when I went to bed. And I didn't do the dishes right. That's what it's supposed to be. Instead of, of being thankful and, and, and living life, which God gives, and life more abundantly, it doesn't bring life when you have that superstition. And I don't know many, down in Lancaster, I don't know if it's just there or not, but it's this black cat thing. Listen. Do you know, well there's people, if you don't know what the thing is, they say if a black cat runs across the road, there's bad luck, okay? I see. You know that doesn't scare me one bit. Because do you wanna know why that black cat ran across the road? The same reason the white cat ran across the road, and the same reason the yellow cat ran across the road, they wanted to get on the other side. And what the devil can use to, to brainwash us, It's just, listen to people, has nothing to do. And then they say, they come to work and say, oh, that black cat ran across the road, and it's Friday the 13th. Well, let me tell you what Friday the 13th is. It means it's Friday, and it's the 13th. That's what it is. And it's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing from the Lord. So even I see Christians wrapped up in this. They, 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 they somehow fear these things, but yet when we read the Word, we always need to go back to the Word. There's everything in here we need. It doesn't matter how I feel or how I think. This is what matters. It doesn't change anything how I feel or how we used to do it or how they do it over there. Search the word. And as a young church, I I encourage you, seek it out. It's in here. How he wants you to do things. How he wants things done. It's not how the church out there does things. It doesn't matter. Seek the Lord. And may this be the church of Jesus Christ. Not just another church. Please, folks, hear me out. Don't just start another church where everybody just comes and you do do your thing and go home. That's not what church is. Church where we come to worship. We worship the Lord, God Almighty, Lord of heaven and earth. A spirit-fueled church is hard to come by out there anymore. The Western church has... Merge so far away. Here's another thing a lot of people don't want to hear. But I wonder what luck is. People say, wish me luck. I don't even know how to go about to wish someone luck. Because there isn't such thing. I know we use it a lot. But how do you go about to wish someone luck? It's either a blessing or a curse. Lucky me. Really? I'm blessed. But it's something we use, but... My daughter said it. When she went hunting this year and I said, I said, please, wait a minute, I said, would you would you take time and explain to me how I should go about, because I don't know how. And she knew me, she said, that's just... <laughs> you know, it's just a thing we use. It's just another thing. To take our minds away from where our blessings come from, we're we too proud to say. Pray for me. I'm going hunting. Pray that the Lord bless me. Was it's this boxing? But anyways, praise God. There's no such thing as luck. <clears throat> speak life and death, or death. We either speak life or death. And I choose to speak life. Our decision in Jesus has great benefits. Being, being in Jesus amplifies that life surrounds our spiritual existence. He surrounds our spiritual existence. If you are in water, you're fully surrounded. If you are in Christ, it sim- simply means that every part of Jesus, Christ, surrounds your spiritual being, and it's also, I'm moving back to first, is that, it also m- means that in order for Satan, listen to this, for Satan to touch us, he must first come through the Lord Jesus Hallelujah. That is something to get excited about because in order for him to touch us, he first has to get permission from the one we serve. We can see that very clearly in Job as well. He could not touch him without the Lord's permission. This also means that you know I had not read that. This restrict, restricts all attacks. This restrict, restricts all attacks as certainly as the hedge protected Job. We, we read in, in the first, in, uh, first two chapters of, of the book of Job, and then in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, God tells us there has no temptation taken you. Hallelujah. But will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape? So when we get tempted, we don't have to think we're in a trap. We're not in the trap. But we can allow us to get in the trap. The escape is the Lord Jesus Christ. When some some churches get tired of hearing the pastor or the speaker bring up Jesus Christ, they just want to hear something. I don't know what they want to hear. I don't know what else we could hear today that is more important the Lord Jesus Christ what a hope what a promise God has given us since Jesus is Lord to all true believers as well as Savior we are his servants Paul made it very plain we are bond servants of the Lord therefore any attack on us is also on our Lord are born again filled with the spirit God's spirit is within us whoever attacks us is also attacking our Lord so keep that in mind when there's persecution And we won't even go into this but you see where this day and age is heading we better be prepared if we're not prepared we would just wishy-wash through the with everyone else peer pressure is going to be a big thing We are bond servants. He protects us and defends us. He supplies our needs, and he arms us with weapons. These are spiritual weapons. He leads us into battle and gives us direction, directions that are guaranteed to succeed and empower us for victory. We need to be empowered. On our own, we cannot do it. Isn't it a wonderful thing to be under the Lordship of Jesus Christ? In the text we choose in the beginning of the message, 1 Ephesians 1, 20, 22, we see that Jesus has been exalted above spiritual realms. That includes Satan and his kingdom. It also shows us that all of Satan's And his forces are beneath the feet of this wonderful Lord. You know, sometimes when we go through a deep valley, it may not feel that way. But remember, it doesn't matter how it feels. It's not by feelings. His power is under our Lord. He doesn't have, he has power, but the womb we serve has almighty power. He is almighty. So, so, if you can remember that in whatever you're doing, even now, with a little group of people like this, there's always someone, and, and most of us, there's something in our life that we're going through. Everyone is different, and you never know. Sometimes, if we're not aware, and if we don't, if we don't uh, pay attention, I should say, maybe, there can be hurting people coming in here, sitting down, and getting up at the end of the serving, service and leave, and you'll never know what they were dealing with. But if we let, if there is a church where you let the Holy Spirit lead, so many of us churches, we want to do the leading, we want to make things happen. But when we let the Lord lead, that He will take care of those needs. The, the, may, the, may the needs be met that walk in here, led by the Spirit of God. <clears throat> in order for us to become a true follower of Christ, we must come out of agreement of sin, and that's 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 a big, that's a big thing that, uh, and again that we, there needs to be repentance. There needs we need to search the Word so we know. What his will is. What will you do with the carnal mind? Will you tame it? Know this. That every kind of beast and bird and servant and the things of the sea have been tamed by mankind. But the carnal mind no man can tame. It. That's why we need to be born again. That's why we need... The Spirit of God, that's why we need God's Spirit in our mind. Because no, no man, it cannot be tamed. What will you do? Bring it under subjection? Let's go to Romans 8, 7. praise the Lord God is so good so many times we we don't uh, we don't recognize it verse seven, uh, Romans, Romans 8 verse 7 says because the carnal mind this is smaller writing so we're running in a little bit of trouble because the carnal mind is enemy against God this is, this is the Bible. This is not me making things up. The carnal mind is an enemy against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they, in, in verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you, that is the Holy Spirit, When the Spirit of God dwells in us, now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You know, there's so many people afraid of the Holy Spirit. They want nothing to do. But here we read, we are not even his if we don't have God's Spirit in us. That's what makes makes us brothers and sisters. The Holy Spirit, what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God in the mind of the people. In the mind of the people. We need to, uh, to give him our mind, our attitude. Oh, don't talk about it. Yes. We're human. Without the spirit of God, I could not go out there in, through central Philly and do what I do. Back in the day, it wouldn't have worked. Because we need to give him our mind, our, our thoughts, everything. Because I would let some of them people have it if it would be up to me. But it's not up to me anymore. <coughs> have you given him your mind, your tongue, your attitude? A high percentage of the church today still operates in the carnal mind. That's that's hard to. A high percentage of the church still operates in the carnal mind. And that's not how the, the church of Jesus Christ started out. But we see what happened throughout ages. It didn't even take that long before man got in the way of God's church. And may we be aware of that and not be in the way for God to do, that it, that it may be the church of Jesus Christ. That he is in control. That he is He is the one who makes decisions, and, 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 and through his spe- spirit, he will reveal it to you. I'm going to read, uh, I'm just going to bring out ten different scriptures, and I won't read the whole scripture, but kind of what, the scripture is talking about that the Holy Spirit is in John 14 26 he is our teacher John 14 16 he is our comforter John 14 26 is just the same verse as the first one he is our spiritual memory John 15 26 he is the spirit of truth John 16 13 he is our guide John sixteen fourteen, he is our glorifier of Jesus. Do you know we cannot worship Jesus without being without the Spirit of God? We don't. We we can. When Peter said, "Well," when Jesus said, "I'm getting distracted from this," but when Jesus said, "Who do you guys say I am?" And Peter, you know, he for him he, he was he he's up like you're the Lord. Jesus said only through the, the I can't exact words but what he was saying only the Holy Spirit reviewed that to you he's basically saying that didn't come from you and that's exciting news for me because on our own we can't worship the Lord we need his spirit within us so we can glorify him so we can we can uh, reverence his name. And worship him, and, and, and truly worship him. <clears throat> then in uh, Romans eight, he is our helper, helper in prayer. He declares uh, Romans eight sixteen. He declares we are God's children. And that was Romans eight twenty six, the the one before that. I said Romans eight. I'm not sure what it's in. And then the tenth one is uh, Re- Revelation twenty two seventeen. He tells us to come to the Father. And again, we, we see that with Paul. Jesus directed him to the Father. And it, 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 it's still the Holy Spirit that directs us to the Father. Even as simplest as being born again. He draws us. He, he, uh, he longs to have that relationship. Because when we have a relationship with him, it's not, we don't get together to be some, uh, just to be religious. That has nothing to do with, we need a true relationship with our Father. Our Father. Nothing can make you holy but the Holy Spirit. Religion, rules, listen to this, religion, rules, traditions, will not make you holy. I have seen churches that strive and they put all in they have. They put their whole life in. But it's it's fully based on religion. It's fully based on tradition. It does and it feels holy. Listen, I've been there. I know what they feel. It feels, it feels after you leave, it, it feels like, but it's just like at its gone When you worship. In the house of the Lord, God said, my house shall be a house of prayer. When you worship, when the spirit is there, it lasts. You can feed on that all week and come back and get refilled. You can get refilled any time of the week. But getting together, when when God's children come together and and we uh, encourage each other, the spirit of the Lord is there. There's nothing else like it. You can do church. church. You can play church. It's not going to satisfy what the hunger God put within us. Then we read Philippians 3, 20, 21. Don't let others define you. That is a big one. Don't, do not let others define who you are. We have to, again, go back here and we have to search the Lord. To see who we are. Search the Bible. God tells us who we are. In Christ. Don't let your history hinder you from your destiny. He is calling you by your name. Everyone sitting in here. If you feel condemned. If you feel that you do not measure up for God. I'm here to tell you different. He loves you. He loves every one of us. He knows every hair on your head. How can you sit there and think, well, he's not worried about me. We're wrong. We are wrong. He is. I cannot show Christ without the renewed mind. We need the renewed mind to show Christ. I don't care if it's in the workplace. I don't care if it's in the house of the Lord. If you do do not have the mind of Christ, you cannot show it other people. And, and, and showing it is, is your walk, your talk, your attitude, and, and who you are. The renewed mind filled with the Holy Ghost in order to represent Jesus. In closing, <clears throat> we were talking about a vision earlier. Um, I see this. Jesus came to be born once, so that we could be born again. That's a vision. In, 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 in uh, I think it's in I'm not sure how you pronounce it. two, verse two. It says, "I should have, I should have gotten that scripture." Um, it's talking about. Write the vision down, he's talking about. Write the vision down and make it plain. And when I see that, I'm like, that is a vision. I'm not talking about uh, uh, seeing something. uh, Having a vision for where you want to go as a church. You need a vision, you need a purpose. What is your vision? Do you have a vision? And, and that's where I got it in, in, in the scripture. Um, H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. Uh, I can't pronounce that. I'm not ashamed to say it. I can't. That's how it is. I'm down to earth. If I don't know it, I'm not going to act like I don't know it. I don't have a high education, and I'm okay with it. But I'm okay to learn. But that is where um, he talks about write the mission down about making it clear. And when I saw that walking in, I'm like, at least they got a vision. Because I don't know you guys. I know Alvin. I have not talked to him about, you know, what's going on much. But in my home church, you walk in the door. I'll get to that. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And that's that's God saying that. That's not... Some man saying it, it's it's God saying it. When when God says it, either we follow through or we end up like like Lot's children, like his sons. His daughters made it out, but his his sons didn't. There's a there's a statement when you walk into the door to the left, to the right, and it's it says vision pastor that, that, that is there, was there for 20 years, and when he got there, he said, there's got to be a vision, or there's no use needing it. We've got to have a vision. So, the, the, it says, loving Jesus by loving others. Now, we say, ah, that's Scripture. And that's, that's what I'm talking about as far as a church. You've got to have a vision, and it, and it, and it, it needs to be biblical-based biblical or it's just another church. On the other side of the wall, it says honoring God by loving, teaching, and empowering people to become disciples of Jesus Christ. Now that's just what would find believers decide their vision is. And it's a very loving church. that had They had prayed about it. So what I'm saying is you don't have to put it up but you do have it up already that's your vision and that's a good vision we can't have we can't do a church without vision we can't do a church without the spirit of God a church without a vision and purpose will become stagnant and dies now when it becomes stagnant and dies we think well it died out it's no more there the people are still there but they're just going through motions. When a church is not alive in Jesus Christ, they can still meet. They can still think everything is okay. But according to the Word, it's not okay. We live in a fallen and dark world, and there's so much to say about that. But it is time we stand up and be the church of Jesus Christ. I don't know how many of you, but I'm... I wanna see more, I wanna see the Spirit of God move instead of just being stagnant and, and just, we can go around and around about something, we can learn and ever learn, but learning does not, just learning does not save us. There is nothing wrong with learning, but just learning, just an education does not save us. It takes the blood of Jesus Christ, Now again, I have nothing against education, but let's not think we're okay just because we got a great education. God's voice has rung down through the ages. Make the tree good, then the fruit will be good. Make the tree good, then the fruit will be good. If you are, I don't know, uh, i think maybe alvin is an elder but if you are an elder here in this church but a lot of according to the bible if you are an elder you are also a pastor now i didn't say you're the lead pastor no but if you are an elder according to the word you are also a pastor And when you look into that, it'll give you, in this book, not some book man wrote about rules of a church and whatever, it's in this book, what it takes to be an elder. I'm an elder in the church where we attend. And I'm not standing here saying I measure up with everything. My heart is to measure up with everything. But if we start searching What an elder is and what is required of an elder, it's more than just going to work and coming home and going to work and coming home. It's a a whole different thing that is required from us. And it's very clear. If you search the scriptures and what that is, to be on guard. Paul warns us, the elders of the church uh, in Ephesus, he says, be on guard for yourselves and the flock. And that is a big thing for elders and the pastor to watch over the flock. They are there, set in place, to help the pastor carry the load. A pastor in itself cannot carry the load of a church, especially if it's operated the way God has, wants it to be. There's got to be elders in place, to help carry the load, because I want to tell you, if you're a, if you are someone that goes here, you're not a, you're not an elder. You're a part of this church. You are a very vital part of the church. Everyone. I don't care if you feel like you're the tail. God has you here for a reason. Just stand up and do whatever He calls you to do. You don't have to be an elder or a pastor to feel like you you you're finally doing something. No, you are. Together, we become the body of Christ. Let this be a Holy Spirit-filled church. Whether you want it or not, that's my prayer. Let this be a Holy Spirit-filled church where God can can rule, He can reign, He can teach you, He can guide you, He can direct you to the right thing. We need discernment. There's so much that we can talk about as far as the leadership. And, and again, I want to say for those that are not in leadership, pray for your leaders because you do not know what all goes on and what they go through behind the scene. It is very important that you guys stick together. There may be things you don't like. But if it's in the Word, and if they're teaching the Word, please hear me out. Follow through. It'll be worth it. <clears throat> so many times we want to go our own way. We say, well, I feel it in my heart. Okay, that's fine. But you know what God said? The heart of man is deceitful above all things. Now, I'm not saying you can't you can be led. But that thing, again, has been so watered down where people say, well, I feel led to do this, and it doesn't. How do you know it's the Holy Spirit? Or if it's not the Holy Spirit? If it's not the Holy Spirit, it's not going to line up with this book. God, he doesn't change. We heard this morning, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, if it doesn't line up with this book, then be aware And don't let this happen. Jesus said to the religious people, you put heavy weights on the people. And there are so many churches today where it's a church, but they're putting heavy weights on the people. You're giving them... You Jesus came to set us free. We are not to put weights and chains on people. He came that they may be tore off. So if we want to be a church of Jesus Christ, we cannot be putting burdens on people. It better lines up with this. Now again, if somebody don't want to do something or don't feel like falling through, it doesn't mean that you're putting a burden on if it lines up with the Word. The biggest thing, and I'm going to close here, I want to read one thing. The biggest thing you can do, and I would encourage you to do, and it's hard to do, and I'm saying it to me, is stay out of God's way. If we can just stay out of his way, he can work in us, through us. He can bring us together. But as soon as we step up and we start taking over, it's like the Pharisees. We, we start uh, putting heavy weights on the people. Now... This is what I want to read because it's from a pastor in Africa. This is, I think, where we're heading. Now, listen. I'll say that again. I feel this is where we are heading as a church, and this is what is going to is going to determine if you are a, if you are Christ like or if you just have the the stamp on you on you a Christian. <clears throat> this paper, this was found among a young African pastor who was martyred. He didn't show it to anyone. After they went through his stuff, this is this is what he wrote. He said, "I am a part of the fellowship of the unashamed." Listen, this doesn't. Look, this already doesn't sound like a church in America, does it? This is how far we have fallen away from from the church of Jesus Christ. He said, the die has been cast. How many of us today know exactly where we're heading and what we're going to do? The die has been cast. I have stepped over that line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of his, and I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. This is a man that is truly connected. We can be just as connected that this pastor was. My past is redeemed, my present makes sense. How many of us can say that? My future is secure. We heard about the blood. Is our fu- are we? Is our confidence there that our future is secure? I am done and finished with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, cheap living, and 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 dark. Goals. I no longer need premises, prosperity, position, promotion, or popularity. I don't have to be right or first or tops or recognized or praised. This is someone that knows where he's headed or rewarded. I live by faith, lean on his presence, walk by the patience, lift walk by patience, live by prayer, and labor by Holy Spirit power. That's what I was talking about today. We need the power of the Holy Spirit because without it, we won't be able to face what we may have to face. And it doesn't matter what we have to face. We do not have to fear. If you read this, this guy was not in fear. If his life was at stake, and he wrote this, It wasn't him. And again, we want to remember Paul. We all want to be Paul. It's okay. But it wasn't Paul. It was the power within him. He was just willing to follow through. And that's what it's going to take for us. It's going to take willingness. We have the same, there is the same source of power that Paul did what he did. It's not like he was God said, our righteousness is as filthy rags. If if you wouldn't read the scripture, you would say, wow, Paul was a a great man. Yeah, he was a great man. I'm not saying he wasn't. It's just, we've got to recognize where the power came from and where the righteousness comes from. I will not be bought, compromised. My face is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road may be my, may be narrow, my way rough. My compa- companions few, but my guide is reliable. My mission is clear. I will not, I will not be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice or hesitate in the presence. Of the adversary. I will not negotiate at the table of the enemy. How many of us negotiate at the table of the enemy? I won't give up, shut up, or let up until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must give until I drop, preach unto all and until all, until no one, and work until he comes. And when he comes, he does, he, and when he does come for his own, he'll have no problem recognizing me." And then it says, my colors are clear. Are your colors clear? <clears throat> this was a young African pastor that got martyred, and they found this paper. Can we be so dedicated? Do we, do we have that passion for Christ? Hallelujah! Let's pray, and then I'll be down. I just well, let the let the prayer. Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord. It's because of you, Father, that we are even here. Father, I just pray for your people now, Lord. I pray against any fear, anything that is hindering anyone from your gospel, from, from, from being restored and renewed. Lord Jesus, I just ask that you will help all of us. and I come against the enemy, you have no right because of the blood of Jesus. Not because of me, but because of my Lord. Because of the blood of Jesus, may everyone be healed in this place. If there's any infirmities, if there's any um, healings that need to take place, whether it's in the mind or or thought process or or physical, Father, Lord Jesus, may your healing be upon us. We thank you, and we we just ask that you will anoint these people as they go forth seeking you. And Lord, I pray for... uh, the future pastor here, the ordination, Father, may be led by your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Father, bring peace to the minds of the people who you want in place, who you have anointed for the job, We're not all born with a pastor of a a heart for, for to be a pastor. It takes a pastor's heart. So, Father, we just plead and ask in the name of Jesus that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit. That they may know and feel your peace. Hallelujah.